I'm just seeing this picture of someone that is skillful in receiving thoughts from spirits, understanding how to complete processes, and the fruit of that is successful transitions between different stages of transformation. With each level of transformation leading that skillful receiver um, into deeper conformity with the testimony of that spirit. I don't even know if I'm making sense. Hmm. I am so alive right now. I don't even know what's happening. How come I'm on that screen?
The problem. This, so this is where I believe the Lord wants um, believers to be the ones driving some of these things. Because when you let the world hijack um, an agenda like um, what we refer to as civil rights or gender equality or even love, things like that or whatever. When it's not the church that's anchoring it and God is not the one that's whose voice is being heard. Evil spirits are the one that will show you liberty, if that makes sense. Excuse me. Can I start from verse 1? Are we still in the waiting room? Go back to the waiting room.
demonically there's a very strong spiritual inclination that is definitely not of God, if that makes sense. The what is it now? That what was it that we were that concert that we had for Gen Z's, the next generation. You know, one of the things I noted was that when the the earmark dates, the watch dates that God gave us, we discovered that these movie trailers, they were all coming out all around those times, you know. So whoever is doing the date setting for the when, when these things should be released, it's not doing them passive, exactly. Yeah, it's just like, okay, let's pick a date. It's a nice date. No, no, no. They spend time and then they see things in the realm of the spirit that they want to happen. Hallelujah. This is why I strongly believe that um, believers should be at the forefront of all of these agendas of God. For example, what I'm seeing in my head, can I tell you what I'm seeing in my head? I'm seeing Baba Lola and I'm seeing him getting a revelation, like a download from God. But then there is this skill he has. He knows how to wait on God extensively. So God tells him, I love you, my son. And there is this, maybe it's me they're talking to, I don't know. But there is this inner knowing that that thing I just heard now, I, I cannot, I really have not heard it until I have labored with it for a long time. Does that make sense? So I'm seeing him getting that download first, then he begins to engage those words profusely. I'm just getting this thing of, for every like two minutes, you spend two hours in prayer. Does that make sense? If God speaks to you for two minutes, you spend two hours in prayer to receive what he said. That's what I'm just seeing. So that you can sufficiently hear what he had to say. I remember, was it, um, um, put, put that Roman scripture on the screen. I think it was, um, I think it was about Allah again, that he got a download, I think about the name of Jesus or the love of God. And he spent several days in prayer. And when you hear the, the utterance you know, of what the download was, there will be nothing you can marvel at per se. Does that make sense? But when you see the, exp thank you, then you know that there is a lot more than the lingo he's using, if that makes sense. And I feel like there's something the Lord wants us to do, this skill of hearing what he is saying. Does that make sense? I'm seeing that because God can tell you now. I'll give you a quick example. Um, I've shared this a few times before. At the time, I was struggling with a lot of temptation. And, um, you know, the enemy was really bombarding my mind. And I was just in a very bad situation. And the Lord spoke to me and told me that you're free. At the time when he told me that I'm free. I was, physically, I was not feeling free at all. Does that make sense? So it was very difficult to believe, like, what is the Lord saying? So what I did was that um, something that happened. Someone else confirmed that statement externally and said that there's someone here, God just spoke to you now that he has dealt with something in your life, but you don't believe it. So when I, now, because you know how the still small voice works, it can easily be, dis be dismissed, it can be disregarded, can be, you can just wander away from it. So I was arguing with that voice and trying to find a way to just leave me alone, please. I want to, I want to, I want to be serious. Like, I'm someone that um, I believe in, in spiritual results, but the spiritual results have to be, what is the word now? So like, I don't say scientific, but like, there has to be some clear sign that this is going to work. Does that make sense? 
not I'm not a hocus pocus kind of person. I don't believe in fantasy. If that makes sense, if if this is going to work, is there? A, let's see the how. Thank you. Does that make sense? Show me. So if I just hear a last thing or whatever, is it good? Like for example, now um, I remember a season of my life. A few years ago, I was going through all kinds of attacks or whatever. And some people were calling me and giving me some prophetic words that were very encouraging. When I, when I was like, wow, 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 when I hung up the phone, I said, that's nice. But I have to do with <laughs> what is on ground. I don't know if you know what I'm saying. Those are, those are really cool. So I put all of those, wrote all the prophecy down, kept them somewhere, and I continued with my prayer point, which is that we need to deal with this situation. So what I did was I took that word, and I went back to my room. And the next morning I woke up, um, and the the it was not the the thought the, the just the system of thoughts just hits me again, and I just knew that how what God told me yesterday that I'm free, and He confirmed it. So not that I did, I just ignored everything that I felt or I was hearing. Um, I put the thing on my computer, and I sat down and began to just say it over and over again. This is what the Lord is saying. It's over and over again. I now spent nine hours. I said it, you know, I kept on saying it repeatedly for about nine hours that day. I said it, fell asleep, woke up, said it, fell asleep, woke up, kept going, kept going, kept going. The last, I think it was about 5 p.m. that day, um, 5 or 6 p.m. that day, um, I stood up and all of the words had, that's the, sorry, the um, thought processes, the thought systems. They had, they had left me, if that makes sense. And the fruits of that was I experienced the freedom that God said. Does that, does that make sense? Give me that Romans chapter 1. Paul, a servant of Jesus Christ, called to be an apostle, separated to the gospel of God, which he had promised before by his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. Concerning his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, which was made of the seed of David according to the flesh and declared to be the son of God with power according to the spirit of holiness by the resurrection from the dead. So Jesus Christ was declared to be the son of God with power by what? The resurrection. Now, it's important that we, we see here that according to the flesh, his DNA, when inspected, will suggest that this person is from David's bloodline. Now, we know that um, Jesus Christ came from heaven, right? He's almighty God. But when deciding the house he was going to live in, God picked, you know, this array of genes, if that makes sense, right? And captured specific ones. So what, I, what I mean by this is this. Um, the facial features Jesus had, Amen the propensities amen god carefully selected across that in that gene pool of people in matthew chapter one and luke chapter three amen captured which ones and when he finished or whatever you end up with this soup of the seed of david amen the seed of abraham amen and jesus christ if you examine him now you would say this guy's a jew even though he's not <laughs> he's almighty god but if you were to check his DNA, the best, that's how DNA tests work. 
you're, you're trying to check your ancestry, they have this percentage marker of where you potentially were from. If you check Jesus' DNA, according to the flesh, you'd have said, as a baby, as he grew up, you find there's a morphing process that took place. You best identify him as what? A Jew, right? Son of David. Abraham's seed. Hallelujah. But the Bible says something. When he was raised from the dead, what happened? The only person you could liken him with is who? God. Amen? In other words, give me Hebrews chapter 7. For this Melchizedek, king of Salem, a priest of the most high God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him, to whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being by interpretation king of righteousness, and after that also king of Salem, which is king of peace, without father, without mother, without descent, having neither beginning of days nor end of life, but made like unto what? The son of God. Amen? Abides a priest. Next page. I think forever, right? Continually, yes. Hallelujah. So the language here you're seeing is that when you inspect the man Melchizedek, amen, we can, with a lot of ease, amen, without a lot of difficulty, say that Melchizedek was a human being just like every one of us. Amen? And what happened was that he collided with a priesthood, Amen. That is best. Amen. When you're looking at, um, what is it now? What's it foreshadowed? Amen. Is the priesthood of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. The priesthood that humanity was initially designed for. When we say the priesthood of this, priesthood of that, understand that priesthood is what humanity was designed for. Amen. Context wise. There is no human being that was not designed for priesthood. When God put, when God made Adam and Eve, they were not put inside of a factory. They weren't put inside of an office. They weren't put inside of a, what now, of a theater. Where were they put inside? A temple, right? The Garden of Eden was literally a, sh a giant shrine of God, amen? In that place were trees, amen? And there were spiritual entities that were meant to commune with Adam. Is everyone listening? He was, and it wasn't a gar the, the garden, the, even the garden imagery itself is even prophetic or whatever. It was literally, um, so let me give some context to make this a little interesting, Amen? What's referred to as the Garden of Eden, amen? Um, let me best try and best explain what it's like. Who's ever been on a Zoom call? Amen? Anyone been on a Zoom call before? Now, people on that Zoom call, some of them are in Nigeria, some of them are in your city, some of them are in your state, some of them are in other states in Nigeria, right? Other cities in Lagos. Some other people are in other countries, right? But you find that there's one thing in common there on that Zoom call, Right? Now, while you're on that Zoom call, everyone is within reach, right? You can talk to them, interact with them, message them. They can message back. There's all this ease of interaction. It's almost like you're in the same place, amen? That is the best way I can describe the Garden of Eden, and I'm going to explain why, amen? You'll also notice that um, there's different kinds of Zoom calls, right? There's some Zoom calls that only those people that have the link can access, right? And even if you have the link, amen, some of them, you need to be registered to enter, right? Password, you need to know the passcode. Even if you know the passcode, some of them, 
you still need to be registered. Who's ever been in a meeting like that before? That you try and log in and it says you need to register, right? I, I know this because young lady, queen of, queen of daughter of God, do, child, Abraham's daughter. <laughs> daughter, please help me. Chichi, beloved. Wow, this is serious. The Bible says Adam fell into a deep sleep. Coming from school, get traffic and everything. Yeah, yeah, Kai, as well. Daughter of Abraham. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. You, I know this because I had a, I do, I do, um, I host a media school, and I've had to make participate in media school at different points as easy as possible and sometimes as hard as possible. For the classes that people um, pay for, I make it as hard as possible to enter. Does that make sense? You have to be registered. When you're trying to come in, I need to approve of your entrance. Does that make sense? Amen? There are some there's spiritual environments that you don't come into just because you want to per se. Amen? You need access to be granted, right? Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter, is it chapter 5 or 6? No man takes this honor unto himself, right? Except for those who are called, right? So there's this environment in the realm of the spirit that you need access to be granted to you. Amen? Picture of that is like Esther, amen, with um, King, um, what's the name, Xerxes. Keep in mind, however, amen, that the participants in this Zoom call that we're calling the Garden of Eden, amen, <laughs> all of them were cherubim. Give me Genesis chapter 2. Genesis 2. Okay, God blessed the seventh day and, re and he rested. These are next page. Generations of the earth when they were created, the day that the Lord God made the heavens and the earth, and every plant of the field. Before it was in the earth and every herb of the field before it grew. For the Lord God had not caused it to rain upon the earth. And there was not a man to till the ground. But there went up a mist from the earth and watered the whole face of the ground. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground. Next page. And breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. And there he put the man whom he had formed. Hallelujah. So God planted a garden eastward in Eden. Hallelujah. And there he put the man he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden and the tree not good and evil. Amen. Now when you read this, you might think in your mind, amen, that what happened was that God began to plant the tree of life and plant the different trees in the garden. Amen. That is not what was happening. Hallelujah. And I can say that with confidence because all of these things you're seeing here, amen, from the very beginning of creation. Hallelujah. The creatures that you're seeing here, the tree of life, amen, that was a creature, amen. The tree of not good and evil, amen, that is a creature. And the other trees in the garden, amen, all of them have always existed. What was happening was that Adam was coming into our awareness of them. Does that make sense? That was the Lord causing them to grow. He was allowing Adam to what? Have access. Adam was being allowed into the Zoom meeting. Is everyone listening? And when he was being allowed into the Zoom meeting, what was happening? He was seeing all the different participants there. Amen? The host of the meeting is who? The tree of life. That's God, right? 
and along with God as a, um, a member of the meeting. The Bible says here, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and what? The tree of the knowledge of good and evil. There's a reason why those two are identified, amen? There are many other trees in that garden, amen? We can say that with confidence. There's many scriptures in Ezekiel chapter 31, for example, amen, that shows us that each of the trees of the garden, amen, they were actually almost like on an island in isolation. This girl, what's her name, Akiani, she has all these paintings of these things. She has this painting of like a, a almost like a system of gardens where you find a piece of real, like a piece of land, like an island floating on a river. And on that, on that island is one tree. Then there's all these shrubs around. Then there's another island, one tree in the middle, then a shrub around. Is everyone listening? And this picture of different islands, all of them, that island has a tree in the center, and there's all these shrubs around it. Amen? So you find out that once you enter into that island, amen, all of your interactions are with that tree. Does that make sense? That tree commands everything there. Does that make sense? You see this consistently throughout. Meanwhile, all of these islands, amen, they are all like the shrubs of what? Of the tree of life. Does, does that make sense? Can everyone see that picture visually? Amen. She has a painting that, um, um, what is it now? Um, 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 the vis that visual is a beautiful way of capturing this thing here. Does that make sense? I, I believe that that young girl um, has a very strong prophetic gift. I feel like it's been hijacked by Satan. Though. <laughs> That's my personal opinion. But Yes, 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 yes. If you hear some things um, that, well, she, she's not a firm belief. Her vocal um, confession of Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior is not one that is very encouraging. That's the best way of saying it. Oh, no, once you have a strong gifting, and you're not being discipled. Exactly. Don't be surprised if, yes. Uh -huh. Thank you, thank you. They'll take you on a journey. Without word, exactly. They'll take you on chariots ride. They will take you on fantasy land. <laughs> Um, I can be honest with you, there's many Jewish, there's a time when I began to have, ex, you know, lots of experiences about the throne room and different things like that. And while I was having these experiences, I began to look for people that have had similar experiences online, if that makes sense. So in the process, of, you stumble on some people that had that what looks like what you're talking about. Please understand, deception works because it looks like the truth. So don't be surprised if, for example, now, like I've told you people about like all these books, um, the book of Jasher, the book of Enoch, the testament of Moses, the book of this one, book of that one. Just because in the Bible it said, go and read, go and check the book of Jasher. And there's one book that says, I am the book of Jasher. That doesn't mean that that book is not lying to you. <laughs> the Bible says, was it not written in the book of Nathan the prophet? And then one guy says, me, I'm Nathan the prophet. You were born last week. I know what I am. <laughs> Nathan Prophet. I can see, you know, on Facebook, you can see when it, something was published. I can see when it were published. I am still who? Nathan the Prophet. <laughs> Hallelujah. I know the book of Enoch surfaced after the destruction of, this, of the second temple. Hallelujah. Okay. I'm not saying it's not true. Amen. <laughs> All I'm just telling you is that when you do a proper study, you know, if you want to use common sense, I go about things very logically. 
Enoch, right? Everyone knows Enoch. Let's say he wrote a book. Okay? What language was he speaking when he wrote that book? Thank you. And that was before the, the, the flood and before what? The Tower of Babel. So what language was he speaking? If you... Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm not saying that it's not from God, though. I'm not saying that it doesn't have some inspired things, though. Because if you follow things properly and you look at things, because God is not smoke and mirrors, amen? If you check the scripture, you, can, you, cannot, you cannot check God enough times to prove him wrong. Does that make sense? If you knock hard enough on the truth, it will still be the truth. It is lies that when you check, it's there. You now go away, come back, it's now gone. So we should understand that when you're checking God, that's why, you know, whenever, whenever someone hears something from God, God said so, so, and so, and so. If you go and spend more time with God, he will say the same thing. Does that make sense? What you might find is that he continues on the trajectory of that thing he said before, but God's word continues. Does that, does that make sense? He doesn't change what he's saying. So, I'm not, again, I'm not saying that the book of you know, I'm just letting you know that the more short word of prophecy is inside of this thing you have here. So, if you want to go and jump up, Jewish literature is, is beautiful. Amen. <laughs> this one, right? <laughs> Once again, bring extra to the curriculum. You know, when you're, when you're taking exams, amen, and then someone who has read, has finished, has finished um, all his paper, is asking for extra sheets. Then you, you haven't finished <laughs> page one. You want to now look like, sorry, <laughs> I need extra paper. And the guy comes and gives you, meanwhile, all four pages that they gave you before, they're all what? As white as snow. <laughs> Washed by the blood of Jesus. His focus is about, you know, manifestation and all those things. After pursuing that thing, he wasn't really interested in growing in God's word. After a while, things started affecting his brain. Because it'll give you manifestations. Yeah. Sorry? Oh, that's fun. He'll tell you at night when he wants to get his paintings, he comes out to the moor and he looks at the moor and he receives things he wants to draw. And he goes back into his house, lock the door, shuts all the lights, and start drawing. I'll be surprised if he's sober. <laughs> if he's not sober. That's what I'm saying. That's, I just said, said sobriety. There's a way, once you see, you see, like there's something about spirituality. An evil spirit, cannot, the Bible says the spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord. Once a spirit enters you, you cannot pretend. That's what I'm saying. If you have a lying spirit, it will show that. <laughs> From that thing. Mm, gotcha, 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 gotcha. He's teaching the priest, that his priesthood, basically. Mm. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> the Bible says the spirit of a man is what? The candle of the Lord. If you have a lying spirit, that's why I always tell, you know, I, I, when someone is lying to me about something, and they're trying to prove to me that they're not lying, you don't have to disturb yourself. Amen? If they, if they are masters of lying, just let them continue. After a while, 
there is this, you know, there's a way God um, has arranged the universe that Bible says, um, not about the Bible, Newton's law of motion is that all objects continue in their states of rest or motion in a straight line unless acted upon by resultant force. In other words, if I throw this thing, it will keep on moving unless something stops it. The same thing. So if you're someone that you like lying, but you like pretending like you're not, it's okay. We don't have to argue. You will see it yourself. Does that make sense? As in you will see it yourself. Even you yourself, you will be able to deny it. Who gets what I'm saying? The person that is lying and they say, I didn't lie, oh. It's okay. Like one, one of my friends, there's a time he lied to me about something. I was shocked. So I just asked him a question. When I asked him a question, he said, it, it's, it's not true. I said, okay. So I didn't, I didn't make a big deal out of it. I just kept that thing somewhere. Three months later, another one came and asked, what's happened here? It's, it's not true. <laughs> After a while, I just began to see a spider web of what? Of lies. Lion, lion. Bible says what? The spirit of man is the candle. Once a spirit enters you to expose what is in your heart, there is no denying. Do you see everyone listening? This is why even we as believers, we have Holy Ghost inside. What should happen? We should be ex he should be exposing what's on the inside of us. Is everyone listening? By when I, when I say what's on the inside of you, I don't mean worldliness. The Bible says we've not received the spirit of this world, but the spirit which is of God, that we may know things that are Freely given to us by God. So that spirit will be what? Bringing forth things inside of you. To be shining light. Hallelujah. <laughs> I'm saying that because when the guy started looking at the moon, <laughs> I said, not too long after that, you start seeing getting high or getting drunk. There is no, there's some spiritual thing. When you see them, you know that evil spirit. <laughs> Where it's taking you to? Before long, drinking, alcohol, right? Weed, cocaine, and then maybe one doctrine like this, that God made all the plants now. God made all plants. <laughs> so why are we differentiating between the plants that God made and you're eating beans? This one, cannabis is made by God now. Is it the devil that made cannabis? So why are we now acting like one plant of God is good, one plant is evil? Hallelujah. Hello. <laughs> Is everyone listening? <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay, so um, I'm just making sure that this, all what I'm saying has been understood, amen? Evening. <laughs> Hallelujah. So um, when this Zoom meeting is joined, you see all of the, okay, because I went to Akiani. That's why we went into all this stuff about spirits and giftings, amen? So please put the screen, scripture back on the screen. So you see all these spirits in there. Oh, dear. Next page. Thank you. Okay. And a river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from thence it was parted and became four heads. The name of the first is Pison, which can pass to the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold. Wow. So there's Pison, the Gihon, the Tigris, and the Euphrates. And there's all these gemstones scattered in all of them. These are references. Amen to the breastplate of righteousness. Is everyone listening? The Bible said that the breastplate of righteousness is four square. Amen? So it's, a, it's, a, it's a, what should we call it? There's four sides to it. Amen? With each of the rows, amen, and the columns corresponding to the 12 tribes of Israel and the four faces of the cherubim. Amen? 
And you see that all of these four rivers, they also correspond to the four faces of the Caribbean. Hallelujah. I won't get into that right now. But the name of the river is Hadiko. That's his um, next page. Goes east, fourth is Euphrates. The Lord God took the man, put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat. But of the tree of knowledge, good and evil, you shall not eat of it. For no eat of it, you shall die. Amen? Now, I've explained before that. Oh, dear. Please go back. Go back. Go back. Sorry, sorry. Sorry. Thank you. That phrase there, thou mayest freely eat. Amen? In the original Hebrew, that's not what God was saying. Amen? Please check all of these things in your own time. Amen? I and mean, what I mean by that is actually go out and look up these things. And you see that many of, many of the narratives we have in the scriptures, amen, or what God was saying or what God did are actually inconsistent with scripture. Amen? What God told Adam to do here was make sure you eat every tree of the garden. God did not say you may freely eat. God said you must eat every tree of the garden. Is everyone listening? Except for one. But of the children of good and evil, you shall not eat of it. Amen? What can this be likened to? On Zoom, you can have a private chat with someone, right? Right? You can directly message someone. So God will say what? Speak with every member of this Zoom call, every participant, Adam. Make sure you talk with them. Amen? And we've already explained before what the dialogue the cherub, you're meant to have with cherubim is. If you give me, give me um, Revelation chapter 6. Let's look at the dialogue that Adam was meant to have with the cherubim. Hallelujah. Revelation chapter 6. Can we please get Revelations chapter 6? Is the keyboard not working? And I saw when the Lamb opened one of the seals, I heard as it were the noise of thunder, one of the four beasts saying, come and see. Amen? You're going to see in the book of Revelations that the four living creatures, the cherubim, amen, the creatures, amen, that guard the way to the tree of life, amen, what do they do? They're inviting humanity to come and see things about God. Amen? Hallelujah. This is what man was born into. Amen? This organic priesthood. Amen? When I say organic, I mean it didn't have the orthodox structure that we see here. Amen? Where there are written ordinances. Amen? Things were very organic. Amen? But after the fall, there was necessity for <laughs> these ordinances. Though. Hallelujah. And let me explain something that's very, very important here, amen? The Melchizedek priesthood, Adam's priesthood, amen? They were actually in the same exact direction. What did I say? Because Melchizedek, the priest that he discovered, brought him into becoming what? Like the Son of God. We read that, right? Is everyone listening? So what does that mean? What was Adam meant to be? Yes. God said, let's make man in our image after our likeness, right? Give me Genesis chapter 5. Genesis chapter 5. Genesis chapter 5. This is the book of the generations of Adam. 
in the day that God created man, in the likeness of God made he him, male and female created he them, and blessed them and called their name Adam in the day when they were created. Now, Adam lived 130 years, please pay attention, and he did what? And what? Begat a son in his own likeness after his image and called his name Seth. Is everyone listening? So in other words, image and likeness means what? Begat a son. Is everyone listening? So God's intention for Adam was that he would follow through what? The Melchizedek priesthood. Is everyone listening? The Melchizedek priesthood is not some new thing. It wasn't just, it didn't just show up in, yes, that name Melchizedek. We first see it in Genesis chapter 14. Amen? But when you comb through scriptures, you discover something. Wow. What this guy was trying to do is what God had always been trying to do with humanity. Does that make sense? Which is that a human being would be born of a woman, but then what would happen? He would eventually become what? Born of God. Is anyone listening? Yeah, that's the end product. Yeah, exactly. The, the, the conclusion, the climax, the end product. Amen? That was God's intention from the beginning. So it's not something that is new. Now what's happened is that because of sin, amen, that original priesthood, amen, was very difficult to break into. So because of that, what happened? Human beings began to pick components of that priesthood and focus on them. Does that make sense? You see this with Abraham. Abraham meets Melchizedek, amen? And when he meets Melchizedek, the Bible said that he gave Melchizedek tithes, right? Now the Bible explains that when Melchizedek was given tithes by Abraham, amen, Abraham's genealogy was also what? Giving tithe, right? The Bible specifies Levi. But technically, all the tribes were what? In his loins, yes. Giving tithe. Is everyone listening? What does that mean? In Abraham, that priesthood of Melchizedek was now broken down into several... Is everyone listening? Several, for lack of a better, I'm going to call them seven priesthoods. But that's not what I'm... Not several. Not seven. Several. Does that make sense? I'm not saying that it's literally priesthood of Aaron, then priesthood of, of Judah, then priesthood of Issachar. That's not what I'm saying. But I'm trying to show you something here. Is everyone listening? That you find that the priesthood that initially was meant for all of humanity was now going to be spread, amen, across several tribes. Can everyone see this? Hallelujah. All of them with one end goal, one goal in mind, amen? The initial vision that God had, amen? Let us make man in our image and after our likeness. Hallelujah. Notice that the Melchizedek priesthood is directly connected to the changing of your genes. Remember what we read? Melchizedek, having no father, having no mother, but was what? Made like unto the son of God. What does that mean? This man was born of a, he was a human being. Melchizedek was an angel. Melchizedek was not an angel. He wasn't a pre-incarnate Christ appearance or whatever. He was a human being just like all of us here. But he was able to break into that thing. I like, um, I think someone asked a question about this once. That um, he wonders how Melchizedek was dressed when he met Abraham. <laughs> Amen. I actually wonder myself in my head, like physically what he was wearing and what he looked like. I know there's no significance there. Amen. Because it wasn't about what he was wearing, right? But I just wonder in my head. Because here you have someone that broke into what? Organic priesthood. Do you know what Melchizedek means? Give me Hebrews 7. Hebrews chapter 7. This Melchizedek 
king of Salem, priest of the most high God, who met Abraham returning from the slaughter of the kings and blessed him. Now, please understand this. Do you know what it means to bless someone in the scriptures? To bless someone like Abraham. Let me explain something that's going to help. Amen. Please, everyone, stay with me. Amen. I'm going to say some scary things. Please don't be scared. <laughs> I know there's some stories that are like, who, who turned you to Word for? Who was the Word for Now last night? Everyone told me they enjoyed Word for Now last night. You know why, Mama? I just told stories about, about Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Now I made it one drama thing. I said, everyone was enjoying. Kai, this family, all of them are liars, deceiver. This, this is, as in, I, I was shocked. The deception gene, it traveled from Abraham all the way to Judah's son, son grandson. The one that came out and pulled his bro. <laughs> so I was just saying, it's in their uncles and their aunties. Rebecca was lying. Uh, Rachel, sorry. Rachel was lying. Um, Laban was deceiving Jacob. What a family. <laughs> yes, God chose this one. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Don't even say those, those things. I <laughs> say that God, God, God chose them. He will choose me. You're not gonna start lying and stealing money. You, you can choose the right one. You say, Kai, I like this God. Yahweh, <laughs> covenant keeping God. Coming. <laughs> Hallelujah. So please, I want to say something scary things, amen? Don't be scared. I, I want to do tales by Moonlight Melchizedek School, amen? But just stay with me, amen? When God appeared to Abraham, the first name that God gave Abraham was El Shaddai. Everyone say El Shaddai. Everyone say El Shaddai. That name El Shaddai means the destroyer of wickedness. Everyone say the destroyer of wickedness. Now, that name El Shaddai is God Almighty, amen? The word El Shaddai is um, God, that's the L, then Shaddai is the destroyer. Amen? It, it, um, this guy, well, Paul Davis calls it like God's, um, that God is the God of utter ruin and terror. It is that I would destroy and there will be no trace. The closest name to that name is Jesus. He will save his people from their sins, as in he will blot out sin and there will be no trace of it. Because that's what the destruction is. God told Abraham, I am El Shaddai. Let's, let's just read it, okay? Genesis chapter 17. Genesis 17. This is one chap two chapters after his encounter with um, Melchizedek. Three chapters, sorry. When Abraham was 90 years old and nine. <laughs> Don't you love King James? They'll make it simple. He was 90 years old and nine. Why don't you just say he was 99 years old? <laughs> the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am who? El Sh that's, that's, I am the almighty God. I like the pastor used to say before. El Shaddai. Oh, do you remember that? El Shaddai. El Shaddai. <laughs> he tried to pronounce it as Hebrew as possible. I am the almighty God. Walk before me and be what? Perfect. God was all telling him that walk straight and you'll be perfect. He was telling him, I am what? El Shaddai, I perfect you. Does that make sense? I am the perfecter. I am the blame. I make people blameless. Is everyone listening? How? By destroying iniquity. So what did God tell him? Kai, isn't God wonderful? 
I think that God is a God is a wonderful person. God is a spirit that is looking for who to help. You know, evil spirits. You know, where you when we think think about ghosts running around, they want to come and kill someone. But here is God floating around. I'm using this funny picture, and he's looking for who to help. So it appears to someone, I want to make you. A, I want to make a better person. I want to move all the issues from your life. That's actually what he's telling him here. Walk before me. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Walk before me and be thou perfect. So I am the Lord God, what? El Shaddai. Walk before me and be perfect. Amen? Now, for Abraham to encounter El Shaddai, it took him a while to get here. What, what am I saying here? God appeared to him in Genesis chapter 12. Amen? But all of the appearance that God had been having, God never manifested this name to him. Is everyone listening? Until here. Now, when he manifested this name, God wanted to deal with things in his bloodline. So what did God tell him? Walk before me. And what would happen? I will blot out those things that are in the way. Is everyone listening? Now, this name, El Shaddai, hallelujah, the signature, the signature, the Hebrews, they have a... A, a, a gesture that captures that name. It is this thing. It's called the shin. Everyone say the shin. It represents El Shaddai. In Hebrew, whenever the shin is brought, so that letter shin, it means, it, it, the symbol for it is teeth to destroy things. Like you know when you're chewing something, like you're tearing something to bits. That's the symbol of El Shaddai. Amen? You see that picture of Jesus Christ, the land of the tribe of Judah, when he overcame, how? By dying on the cross and then tearing our, our sins away, right? The veil being torn, all of these things, amen? That's hand signal, amen, for the shin, the El Shaddai, is actually what high priests use on the Day of Atonement. Is anyone listening? What happens is that the high priest goes into the most holy place, amen? After offering all the sacrifice, going through all the rituals, amen? He receives the impartation of the Shekinah glory that is in the Ark, that is resting upon the Ark of the Covenant. Then he comes out and then he does this. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord cause his face to shine upon you. The specific face is the face of El Shaddai. Why am I pointing this out, amen? Hallelujah. Because this is what is, the Bible says, this is how you shall bless the children of Israel. In other words, in the scriptures, for you to bless someone, you want to destroy what? Wickedness inside of them. Sin. Thank you. Is everyone listening? You want to break something that is blocking them from experiencing the life of God or experiencing something from God. That's what blessing means. So what happened? Melchizedek came to Abraham and he did what? Blessed him. What, what does that suggest to us? That Melchizedek was what? Was blessed himself, right? The less is blessed by the greater. Is everyone listening? So let's go back to Hebrews chapter 7. To whom Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being by interpre interpretation... Sorry, and blessed him. To whom also Abraham gave a tenth part of all, first being by interpretation, what? 
king of righteousness. Can you see that? Now, El Shaddai means the destroyer of wickedness. So what, 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 you're, see, what you're seeing here in Melchizedek? Now, Melchizedek, what? Had learned what? When you see kings in spiritual things, a king in a spiritual thing is not someone with a piece of metal on his head. Amen? You know, when someone is learning tennis, hallelujah, there's a place you get to when you're playing tennis. Thank you. That's what, that's what, that's what royalty is, spiritually. Spiritually, royalty means what? Mastery. The person that's playing tennis is not just playing it as in, uh, he's learned the strokes, the right form. There's a place you get to where you don't need those right forms anymore. Does that make sense? You can carve out your own form organically. Why? You understand all of the principles necessary for achieving that right form. So therefore, you now have your own instinctive and organic way. You see, for example, now, soccer players, right? The objective is score the goal. But when Ronaldinho, I don't know who's reigning now. When Ronaldinho, that, that's, he's still good, right? <laughs> I don't know. There's a time I'll say something now. Oh, I'm looking at me like, oh, no, no. <laughs> I can't say something now, maybe. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> one time I said something at one of my friend's parties. Everyone just, everyone just, everyone was just busy. When I just said, everyone just stopped and looked at me. I said, what did I say? What did I say? <laughs> We're living on a rock, literally in a cave. <laughs> it's not under a rock that way. <laughs> Hallelujah. Your, your objective when you're facing Ronaldinho is to survive, right? His own objective is to have fun. He's enjoying himself. Is everyone listening? A master of righteousness. What has he broken into? Delight in righteousness. It's his... He has a skill about it, a finesse about it. It's artistic. Is everyone listening? You see this as a language. The Bible says that no one who strives for mastery is crowned unless he strives lawfully. So you would have finished the curriculum, right? Finish the ordinances, then you break into mastery where there is skillfulness. Okay. So from the abundance of skill, this guy did what? blessed Abraham. Is anyone listening? This is what the original priesthood had. I'm just trying to show us what the original priesthood was. Is anyone listening? King of righteousness and after that also king of Salem which is what? King of peace. Now this is the one that is very can be easily dismissed. Maybe a very quiet guy. King of peace. They're very quiet people. Very peaceful people. That's not the Bible talking about. Amen. The Hebrew word for peace is what? Shalom. <laughs> My mother's a gesture. Amen. The Hebrew word for peace is what? Shalom. Do you know what shalom? Yes. Do you know how you spell shalom? Shin. Loam. Is anyone listening? That's the last one. Loam there. Amen. Means the head or the authority figure that causes chaos. Is everyone listening? So... Shalom means, shin means to destroy, right? I said that earlier on. This thing means the destroyer. So peace means what? The destroyer of what? The authority that causes what? Chaos. Hmm. So this suggests to us, you see, that's why you see this in scripture, right? The Bible says the God of peace will what? Crush Satan under your feet, right? 
This suggests to us that Melchizedek not only mastered righteousness, amen, as in the skill of, amen, living according to God's word, but he also mastered what? Destruction of wickedness. Is everyone listening? This is organic priesthood. Everyone say mastery. Now, the reason why I'm saying all of these things is because of that vision I saw, amen? I saw someone that came into, when we say righteousness, amen? Mastery, maybe that's the problem, isn't it? When we say righteousness, there is this, um, how many know that you're the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? How many know that? Amen? There is literally no, In the Old Testament, I, I, I actually, I shared this during the last prayer stretch, but I actually learned it during the last prayer stretch, amen? In the Old Testament, the Ark of the Covenant, amen, is where the righteousness of the law, amen, is captured successfully, amen? On the Ark, you have the impartation, the full download of what was on Sinai, amen, that the prophets wanted to come into. I'm, I'm going to my hand to someone. I'm just, I'm saying Sinai as in the Mount, Mount Sinai, Amen? On Mount Sinai, amen, God presented to Israel organic priesthood, amen, and that organic priesthood was captured by a specific impartation of the Spirit of God. Please hear me out, okay? Let me, let me make this come full circle. Hallelujah. That impartation that was on Mount Sinai, amen, when Israel went up on the mountain, as you mean they did, to behold it, what would have happened is that all the things in their hearts, amen, that would have frustrated them obeying the commandments. What would God have done? God would have obliterated them with the teeth. Amen? With the shin. Is everyone listening? That was God's initial design, initial desire for the organic priesthood of Israel. Now, it wasn't every single law of God, amen, that they would have been able to obey because the Old Testament had its limitations. How do we know this? Moses asked God what? Show me your face, right? Show me your glory. Hmm. How do we know the face of God? When we say El Shaddai, hallelujah. Give me Revelations chapter 4. I'm just seeing a fountain of. Maybe we'll pray. Maybe this will be the direction that we'll pray into um, this prayer stretch. Amen. <laughs> Revelations chapter 4. to read the prayer of the cherubim amen please don't be scared about that word hallelujah <laughs> next page <laughs> hallelujah next page before the throne i saw someone comment on one of our messages one of when i preached away because you said that guy what a powerful title for this message but this boy likes laughing laughing i can't watch <laughs> Hallelujah. Please enjoy your walk with God. Amen. <laughs> Please enjoy. He likes laughing. <laughs> she now she's like, I can't even watch the message. The boy likes laughing too much. I'm like, am I Heidi Baker? Have you heard Heidi Baker before? <laughs> so if I play that message for you, you, you need to see what on earth is happening. <laughs> Hallelujah. Okay. Before the throne, there was a sea of glass like unto crystal. In the midst of the throne, round about the throne, there were what? Four beasts full of eyes before and behind. These were the things that were scattered 
all throughout the Garden of Eden. Is everyone listening? In the Garden of Eden, you had what? All these wild beasts of the field. Is everyone listening? Scattered everywhere. All of them with eyes. Amen? On each of these islands, you see a beast there waiting for Adam to come and commune with them. Hallelujah. The first beast was like what? A lion. The second beast was like what? A calf. The third beast was like what? A man. The fourth beast was like what? A flying eagle. Hallelujah. And the four beasts had each of them what? Six wings about him. And they were what? Full of eyes within. Amen. And they rest not day and night. Next page. Saying, holy, 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 Lord God, what? That's El Shaddai. Is anyone listening? So, in the Garden of Eden, what, what, what was that environment for? All of these creatures, amen, they have eyes and they're looking at one thing. El Shaddai, destroyer of wickedness. Is anyone listening? What was the Garden of Eden for? Peace, right? Destruction of wickedness. For righteousness, right? Hmm. The reason why I'm pulling this out here, amen, is because... Come on. Come on. Come on. I was going somewhere. Come on. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, we're going full circle. On the mountain. Yes. Okay, cool. The reason why we're going with this, amen, is because... Thank you. <laughs> Whenever you see creatures in the Bible worshiping God, amen, their ability to worship God is determined by things that were given to them by God. Does that make sense? So your ability to worship God is highly dependent on your access to God, if that makes sense. So when you, when you as, the reason why we as believers can worship Jesus, amen, the way he should be worshipped is because we have unlimited access to God as believers. What did I say? As believers, we have what? Unlimited access to God. Amen? Now, you see... That when these creatures worship God, amen, they call God, Lord God Almighty, El Shaddai. There is a reason why they do that. You're going to discover that there's some other creatures that worship God also called seraphim, amen? You see them in Isaiah chapter 6. When the seraphim worship God, know what they say? Holy, holy is the Lord God of hosts. So, they make, always make reference. Please pay attention, okay? Whenever they're worshiping God, they make reference to their community. Amen? The sum total of what their community is engaging. Is everyone listening? So the Lord of hosts, amen, is who they worship. The seraphim. Is everyone listening? But the cherubim, they worship who? The Lord God Almighty. They worship El Shaddai together. The reason why is because each of these creatures, they have what? Shaddai's on the inside of them. Is everyone listening? Don't worry. I know it's not. It sounds very, this is what? Blasphemous. Amen. Hallelujah. You know those four faces, the lion, the ox, the eagle. Amen. You know what those things represent? In Hebrew, the lion, amen, 
it is spelled Yod. Amen? The four faces of God, yes. The ox, hey, the first hey. The man, vav. And the flying eagle, hey. In other words, they spell what? Yahweh. Is everyone listening? So when they're saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty, all of them are saying it at the same time. When they're saying Yahweh, they are spelling him by their presence as a community. Is everyone listening? They're all worshiping Lord God Almighty. But individually, each of them, they have a unique portion of what? Of El Shaddai. But together, they worship who? The full spelling of Yahweh. Thank you. Is everyone listening? So one, one cherubim now is carrying the Yod Almighty. Another one is carrying Hey Almighty. Another one is carrying Vav Almighty. Amen? Now when they all come together, they spell Yod, Hey, Vav, Hey, Almighty. I'm just trying to, is it, can anyone see that illustration here? Don't worry. Don't be afraid, okay? I'm not blaspheming. Hallelujah. I'll show it to us. Revelation chapter 6. Amen? Yes, yes. <laughs> Give me Revelation chapter 6. Now I'm going to show you the Shaddai unction here. Amen? Please pay attention, okay? And this is what Holy Ghost is. Hallelujah. What I saw was Jesus Christ, he called Peter. Said your name is Simon, right? I call you Simon, right? You, your name is Simon, right? I call you Peter, right? After Jesus Christ was revealed to him, when the Holy Ghost revealed that to him, right? What does Simon mean? A reed light, right? The wind can't turn you anyhow. The Bible says, we should henceforth no longer be children, tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. That's who Simon was, a child. But what happened when the Spirit of God, what, rested on Peter? What did he become? He became a rock, a stone, right? That's what the Holy Ghost did. The Holy Ghost did what? He broke off that reed propensity. Is everyone listening? I'm just trying to show us that unction, that impartation on Mount Sinai. Amen? Hallelujah. Was a portion of the Holy Spirit. Amen? And even what you're seeing here is still the Holy Ghost at work. Is everyone listening? No, we're almost done. Amen. Don't, don't be afraid. <laughs> Hallelujah. When, one of the, when the lamb opened one of the seals, I heard as it were the noise of thunder. One of the four beasts said what? Come and see. Now, as soon as the beast said those words, what happened? I saw and behold, what? A white horse. And he that sat on him had what? A weapon. Is everyone listening? Can everyone see that destruction property that each of them is custodian? The lion is carrying what? A man with a bow and arrow. Is everyone listening? Let's look at the next one, amen? When he opened the second seal, and the guy, he went to what? Conquering and to conquer, right? When he opened the second seal, I heard the second beast say what? Come and see. And there went out another horse. This one was red. And what? Power was given to him that sat thereon to take peace from the earth, that they should kill one another, and it was given unto him a great sword. I like this one. You know why? The, this is the calf. Amen? First, the lion was the first one with the guy with the bow. The second one is the calf. What does the calf speak of? 
sacrifices, right? Now he's saying that he has come to make, take peace from each other. You should kill yourself. What, 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 does, that, what does that mean? There's, when he talks to you and tells you, come and see Jesus, you want to what? You want to kill yourself. Amen? Those things that are, you've been struggling with, you yourself, what? You kill it yourself. Just because if your right hand causes you to sin, cut it off. This is the guy that will help you do it. Is everyone listening? That is a portion, that is a spelling of, of, of what is it now? Of El Shaddai. Is everyone listening? We'll keep on going. Amen? When he had opened the third seal, behold, okay? Heard there be saying, come and see. And I beheld, and lo, what? A black horse. He that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard a voice in the midst of the four beasts saying, a measure of wheat for a penny and three measures of barley for a penny and see that thou hurts not the oil and the wine. Amen? Pastor, David, um, Pastor Daily Matthews has explained this, right? That's what? The wheat and the barley, they correspond to Passover and Pentecost. Amen? And the, the money that each of them would cost signifies how much it will require for you to meet those feasts. Passover represents you getting born again. Pentecost means you getting filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen. The unction of the seven spirits of God. Amen. And the language there means that you will give everything for barley. You would give what? Everything. In other words, when you give your life to Christ, you won't give your life to Christ. Is it because of money? Is it forever? <laughs> Why would you give your life to Jesus? Because you want to give him your life. Is anyone listening? It's not... Give life to Jesus. It's for Gary, right? Is everyone listening? It is for nothing. Is everyone listening? You give your life to Jesus because you want to serve him. Can anyone see the picture here? For Pentecost, you will give God everything again. Is everyone listening? In other words, you take your Christian walk, what? Seriously. Amen? Mama has taught this before. See that thou hurts not what? The oil and the wine. That corresponds to what? Oil in abundance. And what? Wine in abundance. This is the man. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth beast saying, what? Come and see. And I looked and behold, a pale horse. And his name is what? <laughs> Death. And hell followed him. Let me see what the, Hebrew, the Greek word for that hell is. Revelation chapter 6. Sorry, just give me one second. And hell, okay, Hades, it's Hades, right? Yes, Hades. So that means the land of the dead. Okay, cool, I, was, I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure if it was Gehenna. Yeah, it can be Gehenna. What am I saying? Of course not. Sorry. What's wrong? <laughs> Hallelujah. And hell followed with him, and power was given unto him over the fourth part of the earth to kill with sword and with hunger and with death and with the beast. What's happening here? Manslaughter. Everyone see El Shaddai. What's happening is that the impartation of the spirits of God, amen? That's manifest El Shaddai, amen? A caricature of it was given to these creatures. Is everyone listening? So because of that, you see angels of God. Some of them, when you call God's name, they can't speak as though God is speaking. Remember that angel that appeared to, that appeared to Moses that said, I'm the Lord God of your ancestors. That was an angel talking. That was a God. How do you know that? Is everyone listening? Now, how could he speak without authority? Because there is a portion. Sorry? It was authorized, right? Thank you. Is everyone listening? I hope everyone understands. So there's no blasphemy here. Don't go out and worship any angel, though, because of what I just said, though. I don't, I don't know when it's that stupid, but I want to just give 
an extra layer of, so that's so not hear this message. Kai, 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 kai. Where's that cherub? <laughs> and there's a way the human heart is. We will worship everything but God. Sorry? False humility. Thank you. Worship of angels, right? <laughs> just looking for every way to just disobey God. You hear a, power, a powerful teaching, and in your mind, Kai, this mission is, meeting is peaceful meeting. How can we mess up what God is doing? <laughs> he said, Cherubim. Ay, 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 let's go and worship that one. I'm just going to show you how silly we can be sometimes when the focus is clearly who? The ways of God, right? It's clearly Jesus. <laughs> Hallelujah. Please understand, when we're talking about encounter, seeing God, all these different things, it's not so that you can tell us that you've had an encounter. It is so that what they can tell you, come and see. When they show you something, something in you would what? Would die. John said, when I saw him, I fell at his feet as dead. Is everyone listening? The purpose of these experiences is so that you can die to your ways. This is where, I'm going to tangent real quick or whatever. Some of these guys, when I started um, having these experiences or whatever, I'll look, look up some things and do some research. And I was so saddened by things I would find. I would see people that are having what looks like experiences. But I would see emptiness. I'll feel emptiness sometimes. One of them, I remember, I felt like it was actually demonic. You know, and so I was wondering, what's happening? And I checked and I saw, I said, okay, what are you guys saying about Jesus? When I now saw what they had to say about Jesus, man, I got so scared I left. In fact, some of the notes I was even copying from what they were saying. I just went through and filtered out and took out the ones that were anything that was not clearly in the scripture. I just vomited it away because you don't even know who's talking if you understand what I'm saying. Some of these guys are just, what, what's, what, is, what is the purpose of your experiences? Is it to ride amusement? You understand what I'm saying? Is it to go on a slip and slide in heaven? <laughs> when you finish, you now come out, your iniquity is still present. Understand what I'm saying? What is the point? Is it to go on? I'm, nothing is wrong with going slip and slide, though. Nothing is wrong with having these experiences. But God, the Bible says he works all things according to the counsel of his will. Does that make sense? So there's nothing that he can be doing to you that is not what? about harvesting your heart, about dominion. There is no way. The least thing is, at, at, at the very least, that of the minimum that God is doing is destroying the works of Satan. At the very least. That means you were sick before you were healed, right? You were lying before. At the very least. Who understands what I'm saying? So there must be some kind of, or at least initiation on a path. There has to be something that is happening as a consequence of your experiences, Right? It can't just be encounter for encounter's sake. So that what would happen? I went to this place. I saw this. I ate this fruit. I saw this tree. And now, <laughs> I'm here to tell you by my book. <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? It just seems so empty. Hallelujah. Okay. Everyone understands the picture? So, Moses asked to see God's face. You know what God showed him? One of these guys. Hallelujah. And when he had encounters with these creatures, that was when his face began to shine. Hallelujah. Is everyone listening? Now, that impartation that Moses received was akin to a portion of what these guys were carrying. Is everyone listening? And it was captured, amen, first of all, on Moses' body so that Israel can receive it. But you know what they did? They used blankets. <laughs> they said, we don't want your Holy Ghost. Keep your spirit to yourself. So you know what Moses now did under the wisdom of God? He now etched the spirit into a piece of stone. Is everyone listening? The Bible said that God said, Cut, chisel out 
um, two tablets of stone and come up and then write. God, I'm just seeing, oh, I understand. Wow, that's powerful. Wow, wow, that's so cool. Hmm. Hallelujah. Wow, that's powerful. Hmm. Okay. So he, he wrote in the presence of God, amen? And what now happened was that that Shekinah glory that was on him, that's, that impartation now rested where? On the tablets of stone. And he now brought that thing and put it inside of this place. Is everyone listening? Now, this is where the righteousness of the law is found. Is everyone listening? Does everyone understand what I'm saying? It captures the intentions of God. Amen? In that, in that thing, in that place, the most holy place. We as believers, amen, the righteousness of God is not captured externally like theirs was. It's captured where? Inside of us. Because of the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. Please understand, we don't have a cherubim inside of us. So. Is everyone listening? We don't have two of the four living, living creatures. We don't even have all four of them. You know who we have? The Holy Ghost himself. Who has all the names of God. In other words, by virtue of that, God's own righteousness and your righteousness are one and the same. Is everyone listening? The destruction of wickedness present inside of us as believers. Amen? Can, the Bible says that because of the work of Jesus, we finished work of Christ, that we have been perfected. That's how the Bible says it in the book of Hebrews. We have been what? Perfected forever. Those who are being sanctified. There is, no, there is nothing that can stand in the face of this thing. It's almost like saying now that the work that God did in Moses being captured here, it is the potency of this thing can reproduce in Moses. Does that make sense? Now we know this because of Elijah. Someone like Elijah, right? Elijah came from this this, this, test, this covenant that God had with them. Is everyone listening? The prophets in the Old Testament, right? They were like Moses. They were Moses's, right? Produced by this thing. They went the root of the spirit. And they got, they didn't go the root of the rituals. They got the spirit. Is everyone listening? That's what I'm trying to get at, Cherry Ben. <laughs> they got the spirit. So because of that, you're seeing this thing. And here's the thing that's even scary. Just to show you how powerful this thing. After Moses died, this thing was still speaking. Is everyone listening? This, the righteousness, the cap, the cap total of the righteousness of God, that was righteousness of the law, was still speaking. How do I know? When they would go to war, what would they do? They will carry the intentions of God on their shoulder. And they will go in the face of bows and arrows. What would they, what would they walk with? Righteousness. Is everyone listening? The sum total of what? The intentions of God. They are going with the name of, they are going with Yahweh. Is everyone listening? Do you know how we wage warfare as believers? Is everyone listening? That's right. Is everyone listening? Who we are in Christ Jesus. We carry that thing, amen, with the same confidence that they did. Except that our own, our own covenant is built on better promises, right? Because Moses asked to see God's face. And he didn't have access. But us, our testator, Jesus Christ. Bible says no one has seen God at any time. Except who? Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that he has what? Declared them. How did Jesus Christ declare God? See Holy Ghost inside of you? Holy Ghost is what? 
the declaration of God. Is everyone listening? He captures what? The image and likeness. Because of the indwelling of the Spirit of God on the inside of us, what do we have inside of us? All, all of God. The Bible says all the things, all things that have been freely given to us by God. We have access because of the Spirit of God. Is everyone listening? Now, here is what we're actually after. Amen. <laughs> because that thing can be resident inside of you, just like the Ark of the Covenant was here. Is everyone listening? But who is that person that is going to go and receive that thing? Is everyone listening? Who is the person that is going to go out? Just like when Abraham received the blessing from Melchizedek. Amen? He had to what? Receive the blessing from Melchizedek. That's receiving the blessing from Melchizedek. Is akin to him entering here. Is everyone listening? Because Melchizedek was king of Salem, right? King of peace, king of shalom. King of what? The destruction of the authority that causes chaos. And so what happened with that mastery of righteousness, with that mastery of destroying chaos, Abraham did what? Bless Abraham. Hallelujah. Do you know who you're carrying on the inside of you? Is everyone seeing the picture here, the, par the parallelism here? What I'm hoping that we're going to see by the fruit of all of this here, hallelujah, is that we would see that resident inside of us, amen, by virtue of the scriptures, by virtue of the spirit of God on the inside of us, amen, is the name El Shaddai, the very name of God. And what this affords us, hallelujah, is the end of every single form of wickedness on the inside of us. Like God said to Abraham, I am El Shaddai. Walk before me and be thou blameless. God is saying the same thing to us. The key thing now is, everyone say the how. <laughs> everyone say the how. The how. Hallelujah. And that's what this prayer stretch is going to be bringing us into. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, how many of you like my intro into the prayer stretch? Pretty good, right? <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I want us to shut our eyes. We have residents inside of us, El Shaddai. We have the declaration of God inside of us. We have the testament inside of us. Bible says the testament of Jesus Christ is the spirit. So the New Testament is what? This is who? The spirit of God. So we have the testimony inside of us. Everyone say, I have the testimony. This is what makes you righteous. The indwelling of the testimony. Hallelujah. But what we now need, amen, <laughs> hallelujah. The Bible says that um, this dude, John was on the island of Patmos for the word of God, not just for the testimony, but for the testimony and then for the what? The word of God. There is a skill 
Amen? In receiving words. When I say words, it's not words I'm talking about. Hallelujah. Can everyone lift their heads? Sorry. Let me, let me say something. Amen? That would help. Give me Numbers chapter 6. The vision I saw, amen, was someone being taken on a journey by a spirit, amen, and the person broke into what the spirit is saying. Is everyone listening? I'm actually struggling to find words to express the, the intention. But there is a skill that we are meant to learn, that we are meant to master. Is everyone listening? In drawing from the indwelling on the inside of us. You receive a word from God and there is an art we're meant to culture and meant to cultivate that we're meant to master. Is everyone listening? On receiving what the Spirit is saying. Why am I saying this? Jesus Christ said something. I have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them, right? But when the Spirit of God comes, he will do something. Is everyone listening? The indwelling of the Spirit of God, there is something that he's meant to bring about on the inside of us that we are not taking advantage of. There is the, the, the indwelling of the Spirit of God means that righteousness is dwelling on the inside of us. There ought to be a consequence of that indwelling. Is everyone listening? The destruction of wickedness should be ongoing inside of every believer. Is what I'm saying making sense? Just like how it was ongoing in Abraham. When God said, walk before me and I will blot out wickedness from your life. I will destroy wickedness. Give me Hosea. No. Give me Hosea chapter 13, verse 14. I want us to capture God's heart here. In fact, though, give me, give me from verse 10. I love, hallelujah. How many of you love God, especially in the Old Testament? You see, you see the heart of God dealing with unrighteousness at its core. Amen? But you can see his love for them. I love, this, I love Old Testament scriptures because you can just see the wrestling of God. God is acting like he wants, to, you see almost emotional. I want to blow all of you up. Please don't sin. Please, please stop disobeying. You can see almost like this bipolar nature where he's furious. The anger is with sin. He hates this thing and he wants to save his people. But his people will not come to him and receive that thing he wants to do. Look at this. I will be, oh no. Yes, 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 I'll be thy king. Oh Jesus, where are you? Hosea 13 from verse 10. From verse 12. From verse 12, sorry. I got so scared from verse 12. <laughs> like, where is this? The iniquity of Ephraim is bound up. His sin is hidden. The sorrows of a travailing woman shall come upon him. He is an unwise son, for he should not stay long in the place of the breaking forth of children. Amen. So you're seeing here that Ephraim is not a good child, right? Hallelujah. But look at how God responds. So you see God using these harsh words, right? Worthless rubbish. Look at how God responds. 
I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. Oh, death, I will be thy plagues. Oh, grave, I will be thy destruction. Repentance shall be hidden from my eyes. What is God saying? I will not show mercy. Give me New King James. Give me New King James. I will not show pity to wickedness. Give me New King James. I will ransom, oh death, I will be your, I will ransom them from the power of the grave. I will redeem them from death. Oh death, I'll be your plagues. Next page. Oh grave, I'll be your destruction. Pity is hidden from my eyes. So you can see the hatred of God for wickedness. So listen closely, okay? Abraham had to walk a while with God to, for God to appear to him like this. But you know what? That thing that Abraham had to break into, it is inside of us right now. Is everyone listening? This person that is talking here, he is where? Inside of us right now. The way that this thing is going to happen is that we have to hear what he has to say. Hallelujah. Can we shut our eyes? I want us to acknowledge the indwelling. We have the indwelling of the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Everyone say, have the Spirit of God. I have the Spirit of God. I have the Spirit of God. Everyone say, the Spirit of a man is the candle of the Lord, searching all the inward parts of the belly. So the Spirit of God inside of me is going to expose God in me. He's going to reveal God in me. He's going to manifest God in me. When a man has a lying spirit, he cannot help himself. There is a path he is on. And you're going to see the lying. The Spirit will show, reveal, manifest that lying. But when someone has who inside of him? has the Holy Spirit inside of him, has the Spirit of God inside of him, has the Spirit of wisdom inside of him, has the Spirit of, there is a skill, beloved. There is a skill that I believe the Lord really wants us to learn. It is how to engage. We, we don't want to just engage and, and feel goosebumps. We want to engage and destroy wickedness. We want to engage and break into shalom, break into peace with God. Where God bruises the God of peace, what? Crushes Satan under our feet. God wants us to engage until we come to a mastery, a skillfulness in righteousness. That's righteousness of God in your spirit. You come into what? Skillfulness, a finesse. Why? By reason of use. By engagement, by interaction. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Your spirit is inside of us. Can we acknowledge the indwelling of the Holy Ghost? Your spirit is inside of me. Your spirit is inside of me. Your spirit is... Can we just say it out loud? Say, your spirit is inside of me. Your spirit is inside of me. The Holy Spirit is inside of me. The Holy Spirit is inside of me. 
The Holy Spirit is inside of me. The Holy Spirit is inside of me. The Holy Spirit is inside of me. The Holy Spirit is inside of me. The Holy Spirit is inside of me. The Holy Spirit is inside of me. Can we pray in the Holy Spirit? For every one minute of the voice of God that we've heard, we will spend an hour in engagement. For every two minutes of hearing the voice of God, we will spend two hours in engagement. For every one hour of hearing the voice of God, we will spend one day in engagement. For every one minute, we will spend an hour in engagement so that we can master righteousness. Hallelujah. See, I will master righteousness. I will master righteousness. I will master righteousness. I see it again. I'm seeing like the true, you know, because when in, um, in, um, in Lagos, Lagos is a Yoruba place. Many of my encounters with God about Africa, they have a Yoruba theme about them. Amen. I'm not a Yoruba person by, what should we call it, by, by um, earthly, what is it now? Amen. But I keep on seeing, I believe it's Baba Lola. Amen. I just keep on seeing someone. He hears God say something and he spends a lot of time. Amen. God spoke to Israel on Mount Sinai. They heard those words. But the impartation was where? On the mountain. Hallelujah. For every one minute, the actual language, the actual picture there is God speaks the Ten Commandments to them and they went to spend 40 days to download the spirit of what God was saying. Can you see the, can you see the weight in comparison? How long will it take for you to read Exodus chapter 20? Three minutes at the most, maybe four. Let's say four minutes, right? So for four minutes, you spend how many days? 40 days to receive what God is saying. I want us to shut our eyes, amen? I want us to engage actively. Can we pray in the Holy Spirit? Lord, we want to learn this skill. We want to learn this skill of engagement. So that we can come into the spirit of the things that you are saying to us. You have yet even more things to say to us, but we cannot bear them. Shambra baba karo se prebekestombre bekesto en krokotembre bekestombre bekesto prebekesto. Without engagement, we cannot bear them. Shendere bereko sambra bakastombre bekesto embro pakastembre bekestombre bekesto en krekesembro bakastembre bekesto aranda bakaparo sempre bekesto ta wow shanda baro sempre bekestombra ba aranda bakabro stembre bekestombre bekestonda da baraba en krokotembre bekestombre bekasta en krokotembre bekestombre bekasta mbra bakastombre en krokotembre ste pre bekestombre bekeshunda Aranda baba baba kastombre beke stombre beke supre. O se pre peke som pre peke so. 
Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I have the Holy Ghost inside of me. I have the Spirit of God inside of me. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Um, I want to welcome us to the table of the Lord. Hallelujah. I want us to round up because of the prayer stress so we can rest quickly and then come back. One of us is the table of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. When Melchizedek appeared to Abraham, this is what he brought, right? Bread and wine. Amen. This is the original priesthood that man was meant to come into. And what are the tokens of the original priesthood? Bread and wine. Hallelujah. Can we come to the table of the Lord? As you're coming, just understand that as a New Testament believer, amen, the priesthood that you're a part of is the original priesthood of God. Hallelujah. The original priesthood that God had in mind. Thank you, Jesus, for your body. Thank you, Jesus, for your blood. Thank you, Jesus, for your spirit. <coughs> Thank you, Jesus, for your word. Thank you, Jesus. I'm so sorry. I don't know if I was coherent. Um, I was teaching I wasn't teaching from things I know per se I didn't have like a prepared message I was just being um tossed to and fro by the wind of the Holy Ghost I hope <laughs> hallelujah so the prayer stretch starts at 8 p.m hallelujah can you put that on the screen you're going to see it in upcoming events thank you yes hallelujah we're going to go from tonight at 8 p.m until Sunday at 6 p.m amen um if you want to join us um some of, some of the sessions will be streamed online, but then you're at the mercy of the Holy Ghost. I don't say the internet, but you're at the mercy of the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Amen. So I want to encourage you, if you're here in Lagos and you want to join us, please be here in person. I expect a pretty significant number of people to show up today. Hallelujah. But we'll be starting at 8 p.m. Thank you so much for joining us, beloved. Um, the Immersion. Can I put this, um, the flyer on the screen? I think we've crossed the 200, um, whatchamacallit, right? Hallelujah. Okay, not you, not you. Okay, yes, yeah. I was telling Auntie Dio that we'll, she was telling me that we'll quadruple. <laughs> okay, so please um, register. Um, that's information on the screen. Um, you don't have to pay right away, amen? You can um, register, and then when you can, you can make the payments. You want to make sure that you pay, though, before. You can't camp without paying. And it's better for you if you pay before coming to the venue because that way you don't have to line up and stuff like that. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for joining us, beloved. This has been a wonderful time um, hanging out with you, discovering more about the priesthood of the New Testament and more the, um, um, the spirits of God, what God has hidden on the inside of us. Hallelujah. Um, Jesus loves you. You're officially dismissed. Hallelujah. <laughs>